responders with a ticker tape parade this morning. CBS's Laura Podesta. It'll honor the people who risked their own lives and continued to work as New York City became the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak. Weeks after New York City's Democratic primary, the Associated Press is projecting Eric Adams the winner over Sanitation Commissioner Catherine Garcia by one percentage point. Adams is a retired police captain. He'd be the favorite to win in November and become the second black mayor in the city's history. He tells CBS this morning... You're seeing the Democratic Party... Basically, they've thrown up their hands, and we're continuing to see the same problems in our inner cities. We need to turn it around. S&P futures are up four. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This Inside Edition update is sponsored by Dell. A North Dakota minor league baseball team recently held a dad bod Olympics. Here's the Inside Edition team. The dad bod gold medalist went home with what else? A six-pack of beer. Enjoy a business upgrade during Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get savings up to 50% off and take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get special pricing on Dell servers and more, along with easy financing options with Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. BC Powder knows life pushes us to the max. Work to the max. Family to the max. That can mean pain to the max. So try BC Max Strength. BC Max relieves tough pain at the speed of powder. Nothing stronger on pain without a prescription. BC Max in a great tasting lemonade flavor. And now max out your summer fun with a $5 gift card when you purchase BC Max. Terms and conditions at bcpowder.com. If you're considering retirement move, there are new findings to keep in mind. According to Bankrate, the best state to live your best retirement life is in Georgia. The financial services company looked at all kinds of stats for its rankings. For one, affordability. The Peach State has a low cost of living and tax rates. Its warm weather is also a plus. After Georgia, though, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, and Massachusetts are among the best states to retire in. Bankrate says Maryland is the worst. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The Suns shine in game one of the NBA Finals. Chris Paul led the way in Phoenix 118-105 win over Milwaukee. I said it all season long. One thing that we're going to be is prepared. You know, we're going to be prepared for every game. So shoot around. Coach said go hoop. Y'all know what to do. Paul scored 32 points, Devin Booker 27. Giannis was back for the Bucks with 20 points after hyperextending his knee less than a week ago. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Oil drilling investments involve a high degree of risk and are only suitable for SEC-accredited investors. Attention high net worth investors. Oil and gas investments have always been an ideal tax advantage and have been a way to invest and take a 100% write-off. The new administration is threatening to take this away. Invest in domestic oil drilling for a full tax credit this year. When you invest in oil, you get a 100% tax write-off. The OPEC cuts, cancellation of the pipeline, and pent-up demand from the pandemic has created the perfect storm for oil prices to shoot upwards. Analysts are predicting it could go over $100. Opportunity is knocking. Support domestic U.S. oil drilling and production and make your patriotic investment in oil and get a complete 100% tax deduction write-off. Call Encore Energy at 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 10.30 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk summer deals from Jigs. Learn about some electric cars and talk about Honor Flight. That's Autosmart's Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Heavy uterine bleeding and iron deficiency anemia through the years. Oh, I've been there. 
that sweater around your waist. I've been there. Heavy period. Makes you wonder what women used to do. The record you're using to cover your behind. I've been there. You backward apron. I've been there. If you've been there, you get it. Excessive menstrual bleeding for six months or more is known as heavy uterine bleeding, or HUB. HUB may lead to another condition called iron deficiency anemia, or IDA. Learn about iron deficiency anemia at imayhaveida.com. Brought to you by healthywomen.org and Daiichi Sankyo, Inc. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. You shouldn't have to camp out at a burger joint to get an internet connection. You shouldn't have to buy a coffee or fries to be able to do remote learning, job interviews, and online doctor visits. So the federal government is providing a temporary discount of up to $50 a month for eligible households on internet service at home. To find out if you qualify and to sign up, go to getemergencybroadband.org. Sponsored by Heartland Forward in cooperation with the OAB and this station. Again today with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at Inept Tech. Coach, we discussed your upcoming 10-game schedule. You are a member of a conference, as I recall, the Six-Pack Conference. So what kind of a conference outlook are we looking at this year? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a fine conference and we are playing a fine schedule this year. And, and I think it's going to be especially balanced this year. I think anybody could win the conference championship. It's one of them deals where you could just pop the top on anybody's uh, uh, schedule and throw them all in the ring, draw one out, and they could be the winners of the conference. You know, it's going to be real balanced. Cinema State and TNT and, of course, my brother Nat Turf's Bungle State team, DDT, going to be in there for the championship. And of course, EIEIO, they've been the conference champions the last six, seven, eight years. They've always had a real fine team. But I am looking forward to our fighting oysters being right up in there with them. I think it could be anybody's race. Well, I guess with EIEIO, EIO having such an outstanding conference uh, record over the past few years, they must be considered the team to beat this year. Well, I'm considering them to, uh, one of the teams that we're going to beat this year. You know, we play in 10 ball games, but uh, we're not looking forward to playing them. They are the ninth ball game, and they're on down the road. We're going to be playing our ball games one at a time. We're just looking forward to playing our first ball game. When that's water under the bridge, we'll look forward to the second one because that's how we play them is one at a time. And I'll be back with more with Coach Art Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Green Gobbler Septic Tank Saver Packets. A few drops for your plops. Well, Coach Turf, we've discussed your conference schedule upcoming. Let's be a little bit more specific now and talk a little offense and defense. What, uh, what type of defense are the Oysters going to be using this year? Well, based on the uh, kind of defense uh, that we've been playing the last several seasons, I'd say the kind of defense we're going to be playing is uh, frequent. You know, we play lots lots of defense. Seems like our defense is on the field more than our offense is, and that's not really the kind of defense you like to play if you're going to win the ball game. The kind of ball game you got to play is where your defense is out there just a little bit and your offense is out there a whole lot scoring lots of points. Well, let's talk about your offense. What type of offensive schemes are you going to be employing this year to juice up that offense? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we got a boy playing quarterback this year going to spark our offense, boy name of uh, 12. Uh, third and 12 and Thurden is one of those boys he can he can run the ball he can throw the ball he can pitch out he can hand off he can do just a little bit about everything he's very talented he's uh, he's uh, what you call your triple or even a fourple threat out there he can do so much with the football does he have any outstanding receivers to throw to, Coach? Well, that's right. The captain of our ball club, good old Needles Norgan. You know, Needles is six foot nine, weighs 98 pounds, but he is a star of our ball club. He is a ninth-year senior, adds a little stability to the program. He's a star of our ball team, and he's number one in your heart. So our fans can be looking for him on the field. What's his uniform number? Well, o only one that'll fit on his jersey. One. Be listening again. 
again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH My, oh, my, we got a busy day today. So many things to share with you. And we're going to try to run through a bunch of them and get caught up to date. But a word about some of our upcoming programs. As you know, yesterday we had Ken Hakes, nationally known energy expert. I thought it was a good show. Tomorrow we have Micah Haynes Beauvais talking about a, a very important topic Athens County Cares in creating a dementia-inclusive Athens County. Dementia, we we hear more and more about it almost daily. That and, um, what's the other term for it? Dementia and, oh, well, Alzheimer's and, you know what I mean, all that sort of thing. Uh, let's see, next Monday, is that right? Yes, I guess it is. Uh, we normally do guests not on Mondays and Fridays, but uh, this was booked by uh, my good friend Roxanne uh, Melee Brunet. There we go. I got it out. And Shauna Wolf will be joining us to talk about some of the Ohio University uh, activities, uh, planning initiatives, including um, some community things like the Ohio Museum Complex. So. Shana Wolf. I like her. Anyway, that's just a word about a few upcoming shows. All right, well, today is uh, the 7th, right? Is uh, Scott, am I wrong or right? Uh, you are correct. Okay, I'm Wednesday, just making sure. It's July been 7th. so crazy lately. Weenie Wednesday. Weenie Wednesday, that's right. <laughs> Weenie Wednesday. Weenie Weenie Wyoming. Wednesday. Weenie, Wyoming? Yeah, just kind of went with a deep, deep voice there with Weenie. How we say, how you say, Wyoming. Wyoming. (laughs) The, um, we miss Bob Bayad, of course, and, um, but he's enjoying his retirement. Um, but Bob Bayad's the one that Weenie Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, we still have Bob here for that one. Yeah. So, yep. Yep, he's enjoying it from times we've communicated. Well, let's see here. We got a whole bunch of lengthy stories to go through and studies and so on. We're going to try to make it through uh, uh, a number of them today. But we'll get you started with the normal stuff. Today is National Macaroni Day. Now, I like macaroni. Um, I'm I'm picky about it though, you know. Just just any old mac and cheese doesn't work for me. It's got to be special. And one of my favorites is at Shade Restaurant. Well, guess what? Their oven's been broken for a week or two, so they can't offer it. So anyway. Um, but they make uh, two good ones. One's called. Um, Oh, what do they call it? The Cheesy Pig, <laughs> which has a bunch of uh, pulled pork on top. Mm. And the other one's just plain mac and cheese, and either one of them are awesome. Now, get your oven fixed, Shade. <laughs> okay, let's see. Today is National Father, Daughter, Father, Daughter, Take a Walk Day. Dave's having mac and cheese withdrawal. That's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, National Drive Bar Day. No, 
dive bar day. What's a dive bar? Oh, those are the ones that are kind of run down, dark, a little edgy. A little neighborhoody. Yeah, okay. kind of. Yeah, and off the beaten path. Places okay. like that are just not not a classy place. Well, let me like think that. here. Have I ever... Maybe a couple campus situations over the years, but otherwise, I don't think I've ever been to one. All right. It's National Strawberry Sunday Day. Yum. Yum is correct. Absolutely. Good choice there to finish up. Now, on this day in history, various historical events. 1520 of the year on this date, the Battle of Atumba, down in Mexico. Hernan Cortez and the Tlaxicans defeat a numerically superior Aztec force. By numerically superior, I, I think they mean they were outnumbered. But um, they still got them. 1937, the Japanese and Chinese troops clash at the Marco Polo Bridge, beginning the Second Sin- Sin- Sino-Japanese War. 1947, on this date, alleged and disputed Roswell UFO incident. Ah, uh, yes. Roswell, New Mexico. 2005, coordinated terrorist bomb blasts strike London's public transport, uh, uh, transportation system during the morning rush hour, killing 52 and injuring 700. And the last one to mention, in the year 2005, influenced by Global Live 8 concerts, the G8 leaders pledged to double 2004 levels of aid to Africa. Um, let's see, U.S. was, uh, I guess, previously $25 billion, and they doubled it by the year 2010. All right, birthdays. Camilo Golgi, G-O-L-G-I. Camilo Golgi. I have no idea, but he was born in 1843, died in 1926. Born on this date in 1843. He was an Italian biologist and pathologist, Known for his works on the central nervous system, he studied medicine at the University of Pavia between 1860 and 1868 under the tutelage of Cesare Lombroso, inspired by pathologist Giulio Bezzozero, he pursued research in the nervous system. That all made me nervous. Me um, too. When I saw those names, I thought, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. getting the heebie-jeebies. You know, going back to the Roswell thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, what, what was it, a week ago now that the federal government released a report that it's kept secret <clears throat> for a long time concerning UFOs and alien, uh, presumed alien observations of our earth um i'm still waiting to find a reasonably simple interpretation of that huge report so keep your eyes out and We'll share it with you if we find it, okay? Yeah, there's an article in the New York Times that says, the headline says, U.S. finds no evidence of alien technology in flying objects, but they can't rule it out either. Hmm, 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 hmm. I, the 
couple of people that are really into this and have now had a chance to go over it a bit. This report that was released after years of being kept secret. Uh, they're far more convinced now than ever that all of that is real. Okay, well, we'll come back to that when we get the papers. Okay, another famous birthday. Otto Frederick Rowetter, Rowetter, R-O-H-W-E-D-D-E-R. Born on this date in, I'm sorry, 1880, died in 1960. Otto Frederick Rowetter. Let's see here. There we go. He was an American inventor and engineer who created the first automatic bread slicing machine for commercial use. Wow. That's better than sliced bread, isn't it? Well, not to <laughs> eat, but certainly it makes it easier to eat. It, get this. It was first used by the Chillicothe Baking Company. Right here in Ohio. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I've always... It's kind of fun to go to uh, various stores like, well, Kroger, for example. And they have various different types of whole loaves, right? Yeah. Different flavors, different textures, different whatevers. And you pick the one that most appeals to you, and then you can open up this, this machine, lift the hood up, Stick it in there, pull the lid down, and it, you know, <laughs> it, it, it just quickly slices it. That was pretty good. And um, then you scoop it into a long bag. Pretty cool. I, I don't know. It's kind of fun to do. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, what else hang hang on, i got to add a little bit more to this. Okay. The first automatically sliced commercial loaves were produced um, on July 6, 1928, in Chillicothe, Missouri. Ah, uh, wrong state. Yeah. <clears throat> but, well, that uh, was a good thought. Yeah, it was close anyway. You had the city right. Ezra <clears throat> Charles, it's his birthday. Well, he, that's not correct. He's passed. Died in 1975, but he was born in 1921 on this date. Ezra Charles, uh, a boxer, right? Yes. And, you know, have you ever been to the Cincinnati area well, and seen the Ezra Charles Parkway? Um, I have, and I've been on it, driven on it, and I did not know this until now. Ezra Mac Charles, known as the Cincinnati Cobra was an American professional boxer and world heavyweight champion. Now, I don't know why he was called the Cincinnati Cobra because, as you said, he was born in Lawrenceville, Georgia. No, I didn't say that. Okay. You did. I just did. Like I said, as I just <laughs> said, he was born in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And uh, the only thing I can guess is he must have moved to the Queen City area. And grown up there. and, yeah. and um, Trained there, maybe. Yeah, all that. Something like that. So I'm I'm still still looking here how he... Oh, here it is. He graduated from Woodward High School in Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. So there, there it is, the Cincinnati Cobra. Now, this last guy, none of us know, of course, but that's Ringo Starr. And um, for some reason or other, they want us to mention it's his 81st birthday today. Ringo Starr. Two deaths to mention. One is that of Arthur Conan Doyle. D-O-Y-L-E. And um, he was born in 1859. Died on this date in 1930. Now, what's Mr. Doyle's thing? He was a British writer and physician. He created the character Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Okay, well, that's a good one. He 
wrote uh, the first of four novels and 56 short stories about Holmes and Dr. Watson. I presume. Watson, I presume. Edward the First. King. Yes, he came before Edward the Second. Really? He did <laughs> That's that why I'm... <laughs> and two before Edward the Third, I bet. I, I think so. Modern math. Born, uh, born in 1239, <laughs> but died on this date in 1307. Also known as Edward Longshanks and the Hammer of the Scots. Was King of England from 1272 to 1307. Before his ascension to the throne, he was commonly referred to as the Lord Edward. Children, are you ready? Edward II <laughs> of England and Joan of Acre and not Ark. It says A-C-R-E or Acre. I wonder if it is. I wonder, anyway, wonder if it isn't just simply Joan of Arc. Yeah, it could be. But uh, he was, back in the day, an opposing man at six feet two inches tall. Yeah, that would impress me, but with being 5'5 five five here. Yeah, back in the day, you know, you didn't hear a whole lot about that, about taller individuals. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Let's go to our phones for a moment. Good morning. Well, good morning, Dave and Scott. Hi, Gene. Good morning. Now, now you've done it. What? You, I got a, I got a you really. You got to go really, wash your hands now. I said <laughs> hi, Gene. <laughs> I've got a really, really busy day today, and you picked my curiosity about how does a bread slicing machine work? <laughs> okay. I don't have time to look it up, uh, but at any rate. Uh, I'm sure it is alimentary, my dear Watson, alimentary. Yes, yes, yes. I suppose that it uses wires or some other means. Uh, I've seen various different types. The ones I see actually have blades like I would associate with a hacksaw. Is that right? Reciprocating motion? Yes. Hmm, Interesting. And well, uh, they're, I could they're just, very finely toothed teeth. I could just think of all uh, kinds of problems involved in getting one to work right. And, and uh, the crumbs was, as I well. I was regretting that I didn't have time to look it up right now. Yeah, well, that's the best I can do for you, Gene. Well, that's good enough. That, that's a start, anyhow. At least you've seen something and have some idea. Yeah. I can give you a little bit more here. It works on the principle of gravity loaf in-feed system, and the up-and-down reciprocating motion of the blade frame that carries 22 parallel cutting blades spaced at a regular interval of 14.5 millimeters apart. It is driven by a two-horsepower electric motor via a V-belt power transmission system. Pretty, pretty powerful, isn't it? Not, Interesting. Not and right on, Dave. It seems like... Uh... I don't have to look it up as long as we have Scott, do we? <laughs> well, I don't always trust Scott. Well, me either. I, I trust him about as far as I would anybody. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you for hey, the Gene, explanation. I do my best. Gene, you know how I have these oddball problems once in a while with some equipment. Uh, oh, what do you mean once in a while? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is this, uh, are you still an advisory CBS News person? Brief. The Whoops. president of wait, Haiti wait, 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 has wait. been assassinated I'm during waiting. an attack on his home. How do I get rid of that? Just like that. Okay, but it shouldn't have come up. Nope. I haven't seen anybody attacking my home yet. Okay. Now, now tell me about this oddball problem. I really enjoy problem solving. In okay. fact, that's kind of what I live for. Well, okay, I have two vehicles, and both are ill right now. Um, one is in a shop for a, um, what do you call one, it, timing chain. One of, one of them would be a, a Mini, I think, right? Well, the, the Mini is the second one I'll get to. Mm-hmm. Okay, a Mini Cooper. 
but uh, the uh, Pathfinder is in the shop for a timing belt change. One of the guides broke, and of course, as timing belts gather years, they get a little floppy. Well, did it, did it tag the valves then? I, did, I don't know, but it it's they're doing that, and since they're taking the water pump off to get to it, they're going to put a new water pump on. Sure. Um, it's got 180,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of mechanical noise. But more importantly is you'll be driving along, and it'll just stop. And you pull over safely. Of course, you lose power steering and power brakes. Right. And um, then you can get it restarted and go on. But uh, that might happen uh, four or five times a week. Um, I can't quite put... Um, why am I doing this on the air? I should well, call you. Just just how it is, and I don't have any answers for that. It's okay. probably an electronics problem. Yeah. Probably involves a sensor. Well, and, the the, and, the cam and, sensor is showing an error, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so they're working on that, and then just last night I developed an oil leak on the on the mini. Now, where's the where is the oil leak? Dead square under the engine. Well, uh, transverse engine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I just, I can't help much with things okay. anymore. I okay. quit being an automobile mechanic in 1967. Well, you were awesome. But that's all right. You've helped me many times. Uh, so so if you've got, say, a 1953 Ford uh, flathead V8, I'm your guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, have a great day, and thank you for edifying me with regard to how to slice bread with a. There you go. What the how the machine works. Okay, Gene. Thank you. <laughs> have a great day, both Bye-bye. of you. Bye bye. All right. All right. Let's see here. Scott's out of the studio. Something came up here. Um, let me go into the uh, update of the um, the statistics regarding COVID in our region. Well, and wider. Uh, Vaccinations, all that sort of thing. So I guess we'll start with the world. Um, You know, we got 7.8 billion people living in this world. Um, As of yesterday, there have been 185 million people 360,033 cases. You blend that number against the total population, that is 2.3% of our world's population have had COVID. Um, Worldwide... This happened um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, but it's still true today, of course. There have been 4 million deaths. Uh, To be exact today, 4,008,685. Currently, active cases... There are 11,644,297 active cases. And the good stat, how many have recovered? 169,707,051. That's 92.39% of those that have gotten it are currently recovered. In the U.S., We basically have 332 million people living in our nation. Yesterday, there were 24,329 new cases. 
Now, sometimes there's spikes and sometimes there's low points, but that's because of the days of the week and when they're reported and that sort of thing. Um, for example, the day before, there were only uh, 6,000 cases reported new. But uh, yesterday, 24,000 new cases. Um... So, uh, total cases at present in the U.S., 34,622,690. Now, there have been 621,667 deaths. So, 1.8% of those that got it Active cases right now, 4,855,995. Once again, we're talking U.S. only. And the recovery rate at this point for the United States, 29,145,028. So 84.1, have recovered. I have not been mentioning vaccinations. I'll come back to do that after we've done the rest. So in Ohio, we have a population of about a little over 11.5 million people. Yesterday, there were 190 new cases, bringing the total active cases to... Yeah, here we go. 26969. Those are active cases. Now we've had a total of 1,112,689 cases, but, um, you know, most of those have recovered, right? In fact, the recovery rate is 1,085,720. Yes, that's right. Statewide, deaths, 20,344. By the way, it's been that number for the last three days. So no new deaths for a few days. Athens, Ohio. Our population, 65,300 and some. We had one new case yesterday, bringing the total cases since it began to 5,251. That's 8% of our population. Um, We have 210 people in the hospital. Sixty people in the state of Ohio, I'm sorry, in not in the state, in the county, have died. And that number has been uh, staying at that for over a week now. Okay, let's talk vaccinations. And we'll go backwards. So, you know, in Athens, there has been a total number of 27,476 people vaccinated. All of us out here at the station are among them. That is 42% of our county's population has been vaccinated. It has really slowed down. Like the difference between yesterday and today... 14 people. Uh, Folks, let me just take a moment. 
please, please, whatever it is that is giving you some pause or hesitation about this, let it go. It's as simple as that. With as few people that are, since the great rush isn't on right now, it's peaked and gone by the by. You have your choice of, what, three different vaccines? Yeah, we're uh, four, actually. Four, okay. With Johnson & Johnson on board now. <clears throat> um, I think two of the four <coughs> are our single treatments. Mm-hmm. Moderna. And the other two required two um, injections. Yeah, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca. Think they require the two, right? Johnson and Johnson is the one. Johnson is Johnson is certainly one. I yep. don't know who the other one that might be one is. Okay. Um. I have a daughter, a former daughter-in-law, who heads up the Johnson and Johnson thing. Uh, their family out there in California, they've gotten it. Um. We've had the Pfizer two-part thing, three weeks apart. I think I have a feeling most people in Athens have had that. I met a woman on the street, just a neighbor, who I had not really known before, and we had the conversation. I started to walk up to say hi to her and introduce myself, and she took a step back, and I said, Oh, have you not been vaccinated? She said, no. And I told her I had, and I then kept my distance. But we had a discussion about it. She's just worried. Well, I, I think the worry is far greater if you don't have it. Now that's just my simplistic approach. Okay, let's go on. So vaccinations in the state of Ohio now, 47.9% of our state's population has been vaccinated. That's 5 million. I'm getting all these calls. 5,598,761 people. That was as of 2 o'clock yesterday. Caller um, on the uh, regular phone, stand by. i got to finish these notes, and then I'll be right there. Okay, vaccinations nationwide. 54.54%. That's 181 million. 546,753. And vaccinations worldwide, 41.26%. That's 3,000,000,000. And I'm going to round this off. 3,250,000,000 doses worldwide. Good morning. You're on the air. Hello? Okay, didn't get that one. Let me check this one. Okay, didn't get that one. Not worried about it now. What are you doing up there? Resetting. Okay. So that update doesn't come on again. Oh, okay. So, that takes care of COVID for today.
Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo, indeed. Yeah, talking about the vaccines, I've had, I had the Johnson, the one shot. Mm-hmm. And for about a week, my arm was sore, but, you know, I, I had mine, Dave, so. Good job. You know, folks, uh, in vaccines, uh, when you get a needle or the air shot, I got a lot of those in the service, um, where they don't use a needle, they just use a a squirt of water that pierces the skin, not water, but liquid that pierces the skin. And they say, don't flinch, because if you do, it'll tear, you know, rip or cut your arm. Right. Anyway, the point is, if there's a way you can just bring your arm to complete relaxation and let them do that, there's hardly any pain afterwards. What it, what happens is it gets painful if you tense up or uh, what do you do it when you do what's that called when you go like that? Flex. When you flex your muscle, um, just try to be as relaxed as possible. And you'll find the least amount of pain. But go ahead, Don. What's up? No, no, I'm just saying that, you know, I've had mine, and I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad I had to wear the mask. Yep. That's that's the thing, because I've got that uh, chronic bronchitis, COPD, and with that mask on, it was hard to breathe. I get it. And then when you, I put, you know, over just my mouth, breathing my nose, people look at me, and, you know, and I say, hey, I've got COPD, I can't breathe with this. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, it's like that, or if I cough somewhere, I tell them, say, look, I've had my shot, but I've got COPD. And they say, well, we understand that, but, you know, they say, well, we're not worried about the cough anyway from you. So... But yeah, it's uh, it's quite an experience. It was for a while. I just, it's just crazy. Once in a while, my wife is uh, tired enough that she uses those carts that have a motor on them. Yeah. And sits and goes through the market. I do that sometimes myself at the store, Kroger's and Walmart. Yeah. And um. She was in uh, Kroger's, and um, I think her mask had fallen down a little bit. And a guy walked up to her and actually reached in her cart and threw some of her items she had selected on the floor. I was not near her when this happened. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that's too. If I'd have seen it happen, I'd have been on the floor. Mm. Uh, I have <laughs> seen two other altercations, not involving my family or me or anything, while there, and in both times, sort of spoke up, saying, "Hey, that's let's not do this." Um, Are you? Go ahead. I'm going to say this world is full. They're just crazy people, and then there's us. Well, I'm, we're crazy for sure. Well, but the good kind of crazy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a difference. But, no, I am, you know, I've been, I'll be 72 in August, and I've enjoyed my life. I've had some up and downs, which that's normal. That's life. Yes. But you can't keep it. you got to get it back up on your feet and go. For sure. You can't just sit there and be in sorrow and maw over things and wonder how am I going to get revenge. You just pick yourself up and go and say, well, good luck in the future, bud. I understand. It's hard sometimes, but, hey, I was raised, you turn the other cheek. Somebody looked at me and said, you do that? I said, yeah, I turned around and put my There's the other one. (laughs) Uh, We we often forget we have four cheeks, right? Right. I'm not going to get the the one on top smacked twice. Okay. 
<laughs> Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Don. Always <laughs> a pleasure. You, you bet. Thanks, Don. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do we got? We got eight sec, eight not eight seconds, eight minutes left. I have a good friend of mine that we grew up together with, and he lives in the Columbus area. He was telling me that he walked in, <clears throat> I don't know, as to like a Target store or Kroger's, someplace like that. And some, he was not wearing a mask, and, and a lady saw him, and he said she just freaked out and, and started raising her voice and said, you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, like that, and just basically avoided him like he had the bubonic plague or something. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's just another situa- kind of a situation like Pat encountered, you know, here locally. Mm-hmm. But Well, the, you know, our, our governor did an excellent job, I think, during the, the heart of this. To have almost daily uh, two o'clock reports, or were they one o'clock? Whatever it was, two o'clock. Okay. Yeah, and um, with various experts uh, joining him on the news conferences, we aired all of those. Um, You know, right now, the rule is that if you have received your vaccines, uh, you no longer need to wear a mask. Um, If you have not, uh, it's still up to you to wear a mask. But um, I've been, I, I think I've mentioned this more than once on this show. I've been wanting to go down to uh, Precision Imprint or Zones or somewhere and print off (laughs) a T-shirt. And on the front and back would be printed my um, vaccination card. Card. Yeah. Um, Now, the problem is it has my birth date on there. Well, wipe it out before they print it. Put something over the top of it. Well. No, as I care about birth dates. Oh, all right. Social security numbers, that's pretty sensitive. Yeah. Things like that. But um, still, it's the concept more than anything. Um, well, anyway. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get through any of these reports today, are we? Well, right. we're, we're we, headed that we, way. We've got a half dozen reports we need to catch up on. I brought two in here, and Scott's up, got a whole pile more, and we're not even <laughs> hitting the headlines. Um, so here's two I have. One's called The Most and Least Energy Expensive States. Here's another one entitled The Best and Worst Cities for First-Time Home Buyers. I'm going to say that one can wait. But energy expense... Okay, so you got electricity, natural gas, motor fuel, and in some cases, home heating oil, right? Yep. So, state by state. Um, let's see, I see how this works now. Okay, what do you think the worst state is for all of these costs? Oh, my. Um, Vermont. Well, you're in the right zone. It's Connecticut. Number two. Wyoming. (laughs) There it is. Wyoming. Number three, Massachusetts. Four, Georgia. Five, Alabama. Sixth, Maine. Seventh, Alaska. 8th, Mississippi, and 9th, and I should go to 10, 9, Indiana, and 10th, New Hampshire. Now, uh, one of our neighbors, West Virginia, comes in 13th, 
I'm scanning on down here for Ohio and Kentucky. And here we go. Kentucky is 25th, and Ohio is 37th. And just for kicks, where are the least expensive um, costs of that nature? Washington State. So that that's the basics I've come out of with that report. You know that with uh, Jay Hakes being on with us yesterday with the uh, mm-hmm. energy expertise, whenever gas prices go up again, okay, this forces families that are in a lower socioeconomic level to choose again between gas and food for the family. And with the energy independence that I thought we had, um, this is not helping those families any. And and it makes them have to make a choice again where they didn't have to a few years ago and even prior to that, too. So hopefully it doesn't get to that again if it hasn't already. And when you mentioned West Virginia there on that list, that's what made me think of that. Um, this next one, let's see, we have about a minute. I don't think I have time to do it. Okay. Uh, so we'll put that away for uh, tomorrow. Okay. Or no, 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 Friday. Tomorrow we that's have right, a guest. That's right, we do have a guest. Um... The general thing is, if you're looking at COVID at the United States, it almost looks like we have two different countries. The spread of the Delta Delta variant in relatively unvaccinated parts of the U.S. Well, the number of COVID-19 cases is holding steady, but that steadiness hides two dueling realities in two different Americas. And we just have to come to grips with that. And it's the only way you can do that, I think, is using the media to publish and persuade our citizens listening to be responsible and don't put themselves or others at risk. Amen. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WPTH FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The president of Haiti, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated this morning. His wife's condition, unclear. The BBC's Vanessa Buschulter. It uh, seems to have been a group of armed men who stormed the private residence of the president, which is located in the hills um, above Port-au-Prince. And um, they stormed the building and apparently shot, opened fire, and he was killed in the hail of bullets. We're just in. Ten more bodies have been pulled from the pulverized concrete at the site of the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. That brings the death toll to 46. A fire official says only 32 have been identified. Tropical storm Elsa has rolled up along Florida's northwest Gulf Coast. It's now expected to make landfall late this morning or this afternoon near the small town of Steinhatchee. Governor Ron DeSantis. Not a lot of population there, but I think we're going to be monitoring over the next uh, few days uh, how that affects the river levels and some of the potential for flooding. Three law enforcement officers are in stable condition after they were shot on Chicago's southwest side this morning. Police Superintendent David Brown. We don't want to give away exactly what they were doing. They were working in an undercover capacity, so we're limited in what we can say about what they were doing and why they were doing it but they were fired upon 
while driving all in the same car. No arrests reported. Immigration officials do report major surges in COVID infections at detention centers along the southern border. CBS's Vicki Barker. ICE says all new detainees are tested and held in quarantine for 14 days, but the New York Times notes they may be infected on the bus ride to the detention facility after. That's been behind multiple COVID outbreaks in U.S. prisons anyway. Vaccination? Up to state and local officials, ICE says. Car prices have shot up to record levels. The problem? Not enough to go around. CBS's Carter Evans checked in at a dealership in L.A. Auto industry analyst Ed Kim says the computer chip shortage is to blame. So you're not getting any big discounts on cars? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I would say you're pretty lucky if you're just paying MSRP. And uh, there are a good chunk of people who are paying well over stickers. The average price of a new car has topped $40,000. The cost of used